I can't, well, one, I can't believe that Kyle didn't, isn't mad about Aaron's in the spawn pool. It's not going <laughs> to click on them. It's no, not going to click on them. <laughs> you need not, to okay. set a shiny goal of zero on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> zero You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. It's time to rock and roll up with this month's Community Day Pokemon. A new Ultra Beast is here to sell us steal uh, the show. Another new Ultra Beast reminds us that paper cuts can be serious. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 207. It's September 13th, yet another Tuesday evening. Thank goodness it's not Friday. That would have been just a scary recording session. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Kyle. Hey, Kyle, how you doing? I'm doing okay. You know what? I actually don't care because Mitch is here. Yep, Mitch is our guest Woo! today. Yeah. How's it going, man? How are you, Mitch? I'm in the building. Uh, I'm I'm good. I'm trapped inside a glass box at my school. I got in here and I don't know how to get out. Is it a glass um, box of emotion or just a regular one? Is that um uh, emotion? Yeah. I'm okay. I'm feeling right. something. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, things are crazy. I don't think I've had an Anchorman reference not land on somebody in my entire I, life. You haven't you haven't really used like, enough on me then. Yeah, well, no, I, I know the fights I'm picking there. It's different, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I've seen Anchorman one time. I didn't like it, and therefore I removed the entire <sighs> thing from my memory. Man, dude. Like, Except yeah, for the uh fifty percent of the time it works hundred percent of the time. That's from Anchorman, right? Mm-hmm. I believe that's, so. that's, that's the only yeah. one I know. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. <laughs> that's a good one. I don't like Will Ferrell. I don't really care Me for too. that movie. Oh man, Mitch, we got a bond over yeah. there. There's I, so I much more like Will to Will Ferrell movies than just Will Ferrell. No, every Will Ferrell movie becomes it's the same. A Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. All, right. all, all of them. I, look, I'm not. I'm not here today to pick a fight <laughs> with my co-hosts. You're wrong, two minutes Chris. Of the recording. <laughs> we should at least wait for 20 minutes, and then we can start arguing about things. Before we get underway with that plan, let's give a shout out to several new patrons this week. A big thank you to Big Sky, Adam, Spencer, Rhythm McToast. I, I have a suspicion that's not your legal name, and Lane. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very, very much for your patronage. We appreciate you and your support, and we hope that you're enjoying the Discord if you're in there. I saw so many new people join the other day. I'm pretty sure everybody got in, so we should be A-OK. Yep. Okay, so, Mr. Kyle, we set some goals last week, and then I'd love to hear what Mitch has been up to in Go lately, because since the last time we've had Mitch on, he's actually been in Europe and back. As I do. That's right. Okay, so I'm excited to hear about that. But first, it's time to face the music, Mr. Kyle. Uh, last week, you wanted to finish up your level 47 tasks, which I, I believe were the, the raids, right? Uh, I was specifically the sub-1500 challenge one, which I did. Yeah, so. yeah, that's the raid one, right? Yeah. Well, Perfect. the other one is do win 30 raids with a team of six unique Pokemon, which I haven't. I've done like one of because I haven't really paid attention. Oh, that one's an easy one. Yeah, when you start doing that. Um, okay, cool. Good for you. 600,000 experience? Yes. Nice. 
And did you participate in the Clefairy commotion event and whatever sort of surprise oh might have been Christ. along with that event? <laughs> <laughs> Does catching 20 Clefairy count as participating? That's like 17 more than I caught, brother. Absolutely, it does. <laughs> Absolutely, it does. Good for you. Congratulations on your clean sweep there, sir. Three out of three. (laughs) For myself, I wanted to get one million experience. I am actually 200,000 short, so I can't in good conscience say I got that because that would be a lie. (laughs) Uh, Two shiny Deoxys. I did that. I got them within like five raids. It was really quite lucky. I saw online a lot of people were like, the shiny rates didn't feel boosted, but that was the opposite of my experience. Did either of the two of you do any Deoxys raids and have any shiny luck? And what was your sample size like? I did like three Deoxys raids. So any shiny though? No, no shiny. Okay. I don't care for Deoxys. I don't, I don't need the shiny. Like it doesn't, it doesn't mean that much to me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, pass. Is it because he's made out of spaghetti and you identify as an anti-pasta salad? No, it's just, it's kind of boring. (laughs) not really relevant outside of the defense for pvp but you don't need to like that's true grind it to get a usable one unless you're going to try for training which is never going to happen for me so uh, you can't even trade them because they're mythical right that's you right can't. you can't never mind no. so like, yeah you don't even need to just they're all bad anyways for pvp well yeah, well, i'm sure there's true. some break point between a 10 10 10 deoxys and something else yeah it's but. like a, a microcosm of a break point i'm sure but yeah. So Mitch, you said how many raids did you do? Oh my gosh. I did just casually like five. I my impression was like when they were in EX raids, uh they were you could solo these guys, but this time you couldn't. I don't know. I didn't read that or anything, or I didn't know if they updated that, but I couldn't I couldn't do it. I wasted a bunch of raid passes soloing, Ooh. but I did five. I did like one of each pretty much, because I like Deoxys is very cool, but no pressure because I have the first time they came around, I got a shiny of each form. So, I'm oh, good. nice. Okay, cool. nice. Good for you. You got the full set. I'm just yeah. missing attack form now. The two I got were unique and they were two I didn't have. So, very lucky in that case. But which one? Mitch, the super player, is here to show me up yet again. <laughs> and I say, I leave for three months and then I come back. I'm like, um, yep. Sorry. Yep. You're just flush with shinies. I understand. Uh, And then I also wanted to participate with the uh, in the Clefairy commotion. And as I said, I caught three Clefairy. So I'm going to count that as a yes, because there was nothing else to do. (laughs) All right. So, (laughs) you know, I'm going to hold I'm going to hold discussion on Clefairy commotion until we actually get into news. But first and foremost, Mr. Mitch, uh, how have you been man it's been a a little bit since we've had you on what have you been up to and anything crazy and go oh my gosh yeah it's been a while i did not i have not spoken with my voice about berlin so i'll talk about that first that's the first thing that was the single greatest uh weekend of pokemon go in my entire life it was so great berlin is a very fun city and just the 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 spirit of the people there. Like I missed it. I missed kind of the group experience when I went to uh, 2019 in Chicago. Cause I just went by myself. I was a little, I was a little scrub. I was just like running around by myself through the mud, <laughs> but yeah, I met, uh, yeah, I met uh, Triptando. I met Boris. Yeah. Um, a couple other people that I'm forgetting on now. Cause that was like two months ago. 
Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was great. I got four cowboy hat Snorlax, which I let me say it with, I'll say it with my voice. Glad that those were not Caterpie. All right. Thank okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming, All Mitch. Right. We'll see you later. Uh, What's up? Sort <laughs> yep. of attitude so, on the show. Oh, there's the door. Oh, the door's open. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Is it for me? Um, yeah. But uh, other than that, I got back. I did Braviary Raid Day in the airport in Poland, which was very stressful. I got <laughs> I got a shiny there. Nice. Zagoon Day was good. GoFest wrap up was fun. I had work, but I got my the highlight two shiny scarf Pikachu's. That's cool. I'll oh, never get wow. Oh my God. Good for I you, know. man. I that was mostly Go Plus on my lifeguard stand. Trying not to get caught. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Don't talk, about the, don't talk about the dangers of that. But um and yeah, and the last thing was Inke Day. Uh, and that was fun, but I was at a Frisbee tournament in Durango. So uh, I had to l- kind of leave in the middle for a second and just go and get my one shiny and then come back. So that was fine. And then we'll talk about Clefairy Commotion. We absolutely will talk about Clefairy Commotion. But one thing that I want to make sure we touch on before we move on for you is uh, you are an athletic uh, fit person. And so I'm curious you. how you feel. Uh, you're welcome. I'm curious how you feel about the adventure incense. What's your experience been and have you been using it at all? I'm so glad you brought that up, Chris. I totally <laughs> forgot because yeah, I was uh, texting you about this. I had a really good one today, but my first few, I was still in Sweden and uh, I had nothing else to do. So I would go at some point, like the very first one I was out, I was uh, out late at night and then I got home and then I'm like, wait, it's 12 o'clock and I, there's this weird blue incense. So I went out and I did it. I walked around like a madman at like, like 1210 at night. And so that was my first one. And then the, the second day I went out and I'm like, oh my God, what is that a Galarian Moltres? Are you for real? I didn't know about it at all. <laughs> oh, I was wow, not okay. attention to the news. So I'm like, holy cow. And of course it ran as we all know that they do. Um, yep. <laughs> and I'm like, that felt really, really bad. That felt like <laughs> I was like insulted. I'm like, I didn't even yeah. have a chance. No, fair enough, man. Um, and yeah, that's been my experience since I, it's just like insulting how rare it is. And it's like, if you're going to let me see <laughs> this awesome Pokemon that I love, like I saw Galarian Zapdos, which is like, I love Galarian Zapdos. It's so mm-hmm. up my alley. It's like the exact things that I like. And it ran. And the, like, it's just because the catch rate is stupidly low. It feels adventure incense would be better if they just took out the birds totally. Because then there's no, it's just wow. a terrible, terrible FOMO. That's, that's my hot take. Because then huh. it's like, like I had a Rhyperior this morning. And if that's the best thing that I could get for my incense, I would have felt great. Like, I, I mean, I saw it on my map and then I tapped it and it ran much like a bird. But... It's fast as his little legs out. can carry him, you know, just <laughs> hustling away. Hobbling away. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's I'm just so interested to hear you say that because you were also like a main series game uh, player as well. So, like, how did you feel about the legendary dogs and stuff? I feel like I just stole Kyle's question. No, but, no, I have I had a, uh, another suggestion, but this is it's a good question. So. Okay. okay. All right. So my question yeah. first, and let's see what Kyle has. Well, that's different because you can like. Like there's no way in Go for you to, you can like you can see it on the map, and it's like, it's the same one. 
it's the same Entei or Suicune or Raikou, and you can like damage it to the point where it's easy to catch. The birds can't. Yeah. And then yeah. they always run. Like you can it's like even if I see a bird, I'm just gonna throw some random throw because like it's odds are it's you gonna need break a critical catch to catch it. I, yeah. You have to be stupidly lucky to catch it. So it just yeah, it's just like why? Mm-hmm. My thought is they don't need to remove the birds from the pool, but and because I'm a gotcha player at heart, there needs to be a pity of some kind that lets you know every like 10 incense that you use to the fullest, you will get an encounter on your next incense. Keep it the low yeah. rate, but encourage people to keep using it and know that you have something. Cause somebody can use an incense for a month every day and, you know, catch 28 Pokemon each incense and still never see one. Mm-hmm. A master ball Every 30 daily incense you complete. Oh, yes. <laughs> and catch at least, let's say, 10, 10 Pokemon or something. Yeah, so definitely a limit, like something, a meter that fills up. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like you're actually putting effort in for sure. I would get behind that. That's a good idea. That's like a lot of coding for them to do. <laughs> True. Yeah. Get out of that. <laughs> but they do pull off the weirdest stuff every once in a while, you know? Like, Ink yeah. being turned upside down and you can read Evolve upside down is like so cool. Like yeah, what? Isn't there? <laughs> anyway. and there's like like even like the coding for like the loophole if your phone doesn't have like a gyro thing. Yeah, like a exactly. Gyro sensor yep. that works. It is. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. It's pretty neat. Yep. Anyway, you know what else is pretty neat? Uh, the news. Yo, what up? It's the news. Okay, let's get it out of the way. Clefairy commotion. Uh, <laughs> I hesitate what, to even call on anybody because I feel like I already know what I'm going to hear. So let's go with Kyle first. I feel like most people at home would want to hear what Kyle has to say <laughs> just without anybody else saying anything first. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that I want to say is just to point out that Chris and I had two very different takes on what it was going to be. And both of us were wrong, and it was worse than what either of us thought it was going to be. Which was pretty bad because I was already pretty pessimistic about it. Like I was, I was set for it to just be full odd shinies, and like all the spawns would be Clefairy, It'd be fine, whatever. Kind of silly, but there. No, 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 no. We got like thirty to fifty percent of the spawns were Clefairy. Not even everything. And like, uh, <laughs> like what? Yeah, there was no bonus for catching, no nothing, no shiny rate increase, no increased spawn uh, density. They just replaced spawns like, yeah, mm-hmm. oy. Like um, at the very least, if they had done everything as a Clefairy, somebody would have had the desire to go and grind for it, either mm-hmm. XL or for a shiny. But because you couldn't even guarantee you were getting encounters, it was like, why bother? And we just had a new fairy move added too. It, yep. It's odd that they didn't like just all have it on them or something. And like when you evolved to Clefable, maybe you know it's it rerolls or whatever. But it'd be a fun thing to have on the Clefairy, even if it's relatively useless, like a collector piece. It's something, mm-hmm. you know. Wild, Mitch. What do you think? I'm curious what you have to say about it. Uh, I had well because of the way they advertise it. I had this great image of my mind of like like being like on campus, like like at dark. In like like I've I've played Pokemon in that way in the past, but there's never things that run that late. It's always like 
done at eight or something. But like an event that runs till nine is a great idea because you can play it totally at night. And I'm mm-hmm. like, it's going to be this moonlit night because like the moon's going to be bright and I'm going to be, it's going to be all, all Clefairy. Every single Pokemon is going to be Clefairy. But what we got was not even a spotlight hour. It was like, yeah. <laughs> it just like, I played for like, and I was all, I was like excited to play in everything because of, because of the way that they showed it to us. Mm-hmm. And so I went and played for like 20 minutes and I got like, uh, like 50 or something Clefairy. And then I'm like, all right, I'm good. I don't need, yeah, I don't need to be doing this anymore. <laughs> I'm going home. Yeah. There was no chase for it. There was really no incentive to really engage with the event other than observe it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway. Why? Like, don't look at your phone. Look at the, the actual moon. <laughs> Yeah, because it was to celebrate right. the Harvest Moon, right? And there were several mm-hmm. other Pokemon games across the franchise that were doing events, and this was just what Go was doing. And so I feel like maybe in perspective of the grand concept across the, the brand, it seems less pointless. But as a standalone thing, it just didn't feel like anything. And because it didn't feel like anything, it felt like a waste of time. I don't know. I feel like if they had just been... The thing is, is like I can't even say I wish they'd just been straightforward about it because they were. The thing is, is that like the verbiage that they used, like what secrets will you uncover in the light of the moon or whatever it was? Yeah. And I was like, why would you even say that? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. Nothing changed. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's, they announced that Clefable is coming to Pokemon Unite in like um, five weeks or something. Yeah, that's, that's pretty <laughs> cool. That's, I, I do have wow. to say, though, the way that uh, Clefable dunks is really good. <laughs> I'm not sure what if you've seen it, it, but he does like the I metronome it thing yet. and it's it squiggles up and oh, then goes in the yeah. it's oh, very, okay. cool. Cool. Okay, very cool. Yeah. That's really cool. All right. Well, let's move on to uh some real news. See you later, Clefairy Commotion. We might see you again maybe next year. Who knows? And I'm, never, hoping hope it's, I'm hoping I'm hoping it's a not. different moonlight. <laughs> All right. So the first piece of news this week is September 2022 community day and you're like guys it's this weekend why is it why did it take so long for us to talk about it well i mean it literally came out i think like what two days after we recorded last week yeah um which is already kind of a like a stone's throw away from the particular weekend it was a late announcement all around but uh, it is this upcoming weekend so we haven't missed it quite yet trainers we're excited to announce that rog and rolla the mantle pokemon will be featured during september community day when is it You'll be happy to know, for those of you that did not care for the 11 to 2 slot, it will be Sunday, September 18th from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time. All right, let's see how it goes. Featured attack. If you evolve Boldor during the event or up to five hours afterward to get a Gigalith, it will know the charged attack Meteor Beam. Meteor Beam in trainer battles does 120 power, and in gyms and raids it does 140. It's quite the whopper of a move. What if, does anybody know off the top of their head what the values for um, Rhyperius thing? Oh, Rock Wrecker. Rock Wrecker. It's 110, but it's like 60. That's a two power. bar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is, is going to be a one, a one bar. bar. This has to be yeah, a one no, bar. No, it yeah. is. A, it, I mean, it is a one bar. We sort of already know. But yeah. given yeah. relative values, Gigalith's going to be good. <laughs> so cool. Better than Tyranitar in terms of huh? Rock DPS. Okay, so I really I pretend like I didn't hear that. Yeah, it, no, like actually, shut. really. What? <laughs> it still oh. doesn't hold a candle to uh, Terrakian and Rampardos, but like, 
that's a Whoa. that's noteworthy for sure. That's crazy. Interesting stuff. Um, cool. There's also going to be a special research as always. So not only a meta Pokemon, but always the regular stuff of a special research. The story name is Rock and Roll. I feel like maybe yeah. we could have been a little bit more creative, but I do get it. That's nice. It's, it's at least something. It's not it's, just field notes. It's rel- uh, exactly. It's relevant. Oh, boy, it is <laughs> nice to have the professor back, isn't it? Ah, oh, this is so creative. Yeah. The special research store is going to be available for purchase in the shop for 99 cents or the equivalent pricing tier in your um, country as well. So that's the usual fare. Events bonuses. One quarter hatch distance when eggs are placed into incubators during the event period, a.k.a. the best bonus ever. That's I'm the only person that feels that way. I understand two times chance for trainers level 31 and up to receive candy XL from catching Pokemon two times candy for catching Pokemon. Generally speaking, lure modules and incense activated during the event will last for three hours. Take a few snapshots during community day for a surprise. I'm willing to bet my non-existent firstborn son that it will be Rog and Rolla. One additional special trade can be made for a maximum of two for the day. Yes, reminder that we are in a new season and the seasonal bonus of two special trades a day is not around anymore. So it'll be a maximum of two total with the one additional from the event. Trades made will require 50% less Stardust. And just so you know, the Stardust reduction and the additional special trade has to be made during the event, the event window, the extended event event window rather. So from two, I think it's to 10 p.m. Yeah, 10 p.m. You can make those. And of course, there's also the bonus raid battles after Community Day, but it's in a different time slot. So I bet you're wondering, is it going to be before or is it going to be after? And I'm happy to say for all you Night Owls out there, when will this extended period be? It'll be September, September 18th from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. local time. More catching in the moonlight for you, Mitch. This will be great. After the three-hour Community Day event ends, trainers will be able to take on unique four-star raid battles Claiming victory in these raids will cause more Rog and Rolla to appear around the gym that hosted the raid for 30 minutes. And Boldor will be the four-star raid uh, Pokemon to battle. So not surprising anybody except for the time slot, which is awesome. And then, of course, it's going to be stickers. Spin Stops, buy them in the store and get them from gifts. Cool stickers. We love Rock and Rolla. Cute little rock Pokemon. Yep. Okay, so, gentlemen, how are we feeling about Rock and Rolla Community Day? Is, is there hype? Is there not hype? Now, I understand that there's also a meta move, which Kyle has already told us. But as far as Rog and Rolla is concerned as a Pokemon to be excited about, it's not a new shiny, but it is a rarer Pokemon. So, Mitch, what are your thoughts? Well, I think this is this is a new form of hype for me because it's like this is a different kind of shiny. It's like it's not it's like Dino, but it's not like Dino is like a shiny Dino is better than a shiny Ragnarola already. But um, I don't know. Not currently. In this particular moment, it's not. I guess not right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Uh, I'm kind of excited about it. I mean, I think I have three shiny Ragnarola, so I don't really. And I have one maxed out already. So that's like wow. like one evolved up maxed out already because I'm like, when is there going to be a Ragnarola community day? And here we are. <laughs> yeah, here so we are. That's, that feels bad too, because now like we we can't predict community days like we used to be able to. Like it's you, it's been something out of left field these past three or two. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So uh, I don't know, good shiny, meta defining, that's really good. But why I'm not hooting and hollering is because I'm, I'm going on a camping trip again this weekend. <laughs> so, but uh, maybe I'll get a billion shinies, but it, it's happened I, before, Mitch. It could happen again. It's the, there is precedent, which there to is. me means something. To Niantic, I don't know. Fair point. Snivy. I'm still mad about Snivy. I'm still salty. You, you shouldn't uh, be. Thank you, Kyle. Um, one nice thing is I'll, I'll probably, I think I'll be home at a time where I'll be able to take advantage of the raid. So I'll, I'll have to hit mm-hmm. up uh, Ryan about that. Um, Hisui and Ryan, because maybe when we get back, I can uh, actually get some shiny Ragnarola to evolve. All right. Cool. Yeah. So look Sweet. out. Coming you. You you got your warning ahead of time, sports. Run. (laughs) Run. Kyle, what are your thoughts? Are you echoing the hype that Mitch is feeling right now, or are you kind of eh about it? It's kind of mid, as the as the kids say, (laughs) right? That's what the kids say now. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. As a kid. (laughs) Uh rock and roll is a cool shiny. I think it. Gigalith in particular just looks really good. So yeah. it's nice to have more opportunities. I think I have one shiny rag and roller. So be getting more. And that's about it. Yeah, the move is actually really good. But like I already got Rampardos made. I'm not going to make one just because I have a community today. So why not? That's kind of what it's for. Yeah. Well, because I, I have three Rampardos and three, two Tyranitar and a Terrakian, I don't, what do I need a rag and roller for to replace one of the Tyranitars I already spent, you know, 400,000 dust on? I don't know, man. Sunk cost fallacy, you know? I, no, no, no. <laughs> it's, if it's, it's already cutting, it's already doing the job. It's fine. Okay. That's right. it. Yeah, but it could be doing a slightly better job. Yeah, it could do you know, it like, 2% better. You're right. You no, know, like a tenth of a percent. But like, I don't have uh, enough Stardust to just willy nilly do that. Yeah. That yeah, said, yeah. There is something missing from this community day. And I'm curious if other people have noticed it. Mm. Oh no. I know uh, what it is. I'm letting I'm letting Mitch. <laughs> I don't know. Though. It was what called out for us from another store, so it's not fair. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's because I take all this information in all day, literally every day. But right. right. there's no group bonus of any kind. Oh, so geez. there's no Trainers who catch more near this lure get extra anything. And like, that's kind of a bummer. They're transitioning to this bonus for raids, but nothing they're doing is kind of encouraging people to be out there like they said they wanted to, which makes me wonder when they're going to cut the two times candy for catching or reduce the XL chance if because... They want to get people comfortable with the idea of the three-hour days. They've done that. People still aren't happy, but it's a compromise. Mm-hmm. They wanted to get people out there, so they had the group bonus. Well, they I'm assuming, according to them, people are out there, so they're going to remove that now. And then we got to see where we're going from there. So The thing for me was is that I know that the group bonus was supposed to encourage people to play together more, but I thought it was just also a great bonus, just generally speaking. I thought it worked well. I thought that, you know, it... it 
gave people an excuse to play a little bit differently than normal. Like I'm going to go to a place with people on purpose instead of like, I'm going to hang out by myself today because it's not going to impact my bottom line at all. Now it does encourage social behavior. And so to remove that seems counterintuitive. And it's not the only counterintuitive thing in the news section today. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. It, we're getting mixed signals from Niantic from in, in a few of these things here, these small changes. So Kyle, thank you for pulling or calling that out. I was just going to kind of roll through it, but it does match up with the conversation we're about to have. So my thoughts and feelings on rock and roll community day is quarter hatch distance. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Also, it's a purple shiny. So it automatically is like an upper tier. Yeah. yeah. Very purple and shiny. like teal. Oh, mm. Mm -hmm. so it's, beautiful. Teal. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm a little upset though, because when it was one of the shinies to get during, I think it was stay fest. I got like mm. three or four of them. Like I was set on purpose. Very happy. You did it. get a lot. You kept yeah, saying it. Uh huh. Because I thought, same as Mitch. When am I gonna get a rock and roll community day? Better grab these now. And uh, also, as Mitch said, here we are. <laughs> so, we are. all right. So enough, enough teasing. The importance of the next news article. Let's hop into it. It's the test your metal event. Okay, I'm gonna read the description first, and then, and then a small note. Trainers, steal yourselves. The Ultra Beasts Celestila and Cartana have emerged from ultra wormholes all over the world, with Celestila spotted south of the equator and Cartana found in the north. Other steel-type Pokemon are appearing in the wild, including Togenomaru, the Roly-Poly Pokemon. It's a Pikachu clone from which, uh, which generation? Kyle, I know you keep a list because you dislike them all. Uh, I mean, it's Gen 7, no? That's yes, yeah, and it's electric steel type. Uh, some Pokemon are even armoring up. Mega Agron will make its Pokemon <laughs> Go debut in Mega Raids. Uh, Chris, this is your time. I'm it's I'm here. This is me. <laughs> I am here. We can't wait to see what challenges trainers overcome with their steel type Pokemon. It's time to celebrate some of the toughest Pokemon out there. Let's go. All right. So first of all, I would like to say that Kyle and I kind of called this. <laughs> We were like, what if it's a steel based event? And then Kyle's like, what if they didn't spell it M-E-T-A-L to be funny? And I was like, there's no way, but maybe. And it happened. And it happened. <laughs> yes. It yes, happened. It I'm, I'm sure I'm misremembering that 100%. But whatever. I, we, we definitely made a play on, what do you mean? They would totally just spell out the pun. They wouldn't let the sound speak for itself. And they let yeah, the sound speak yeah. for itself. I guess so. I guess so. Phonetically? There we go. So when is this event? It's starting on Friday, September 16th at 10 a.m. And it's running until Wednesday, September 21st at 8 p.m. local time. All right, we got a few big debuts like was announced in the description. Again, that's Celestila, five-star raid boss. It's running from, it's actually already out Tuesday, September 13th to Tuesday, September 27th. So it's a little bit longer than the event window in and of itself. But that Ultra Beast five-star raid is only available in the Southern Hemisphere. Now, the Northern Hemisphere, you're going to see Kartana, the Drawn Sword Pokemon. Uh, same deal for the same amount of length, except that it's in the Northern Hemisphere in five-star raids. So in other words, make sure you're sending your friends in the other hemispheres these raids. They will love you forever. Uh, a new Mega was added, Mega Agron, and it's making its debut. It will be in Mega Raids from Friday, September 16th to Tuesday, September 27th. So it will start when the event begins and not before, but it will persist through the event just like the other, well, the five-star raids are, right? 
Uh, another debut is Togedemaru, as we mentioned. That's a brand new addition. Event bonuses for this event is increased chance to receive Candy XL for successfully catching Pokemon with nice, great, and excellent throws. Again, that's anti-auto catcher, but for Candy XL, I think we would make an exception. Increased candy for successfully catching Pokemon with nice, great, and excellent throws. So just candy in general and XL if it applies to you if you're trained to level 31 and up. Wild Encounters, Magnemite, Pineco, Nosepass, Aeron, Beldum, Bronzor, Drillbur, Ferrisseed, Togedemaru, Prinplup, and Galarian Stunfisk. Some more Galarian Stunfisk candy for you, Kyle. <laughs> All of it. Of course. It's time. Yeah. <laughs> and in raids, I'm happy about this. One star raids. We're starting with Scyther. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Beldum, Shieldon, Clink, and Togedemaru. In three star raids, Magneton, Skarmorine, Mawile, and Laron. And we covered the five stars in the Mega. You know what to expect. In eggs, we're getting another seven kilometer egg shakeup. It's going to be Alolan Sandshrew, Alolan Diglett, Galarian Meowth, Riolu, and Galarian Stunfisk. Uh, in other words, Riolu and some other Pokemon that aren't Riolu. I guess Galarian Stunfisk people would want to hatch because yeah. you get Candy XL from it and stuff. So it's it's the Riolu egg pool because they know people still want the shiny. It's a good shiny, absolutely. Yeah. Field research task encounters: you can get a reward encounter with Magnemite, Pineco, Nosepass, Drillbur, Ferrisseed, Togedemaru, and Beldum. You can also receive Steelix or Caesar Mega Energy from field research tasks. And there will be a timed research that's focused on catching steel type Pokemon. So, you know, like the catch 25 steel Pokemon, stuff like that. And the timed research will reward Agron Mega Energy and encounters with Togedemaru and Aeron. So if you're a free to play player and you don't have a lot of spawn density around you, go do this timed research and you'll get your Togedemaru. You won't have to worry about finding one in the wild. It'll be nice if it's rare for some reason. I'm hoping it's not, but that's that. Okay, so test your metal event. Kind of an exciting event. Lots of new Pokemon, uh, lots of debuts, lots of unique things like these event bonuses are very cool. The raids are pretty decent. Kyle, let's start with you this time. What do you think about test your metal? Is it what you thought it was going to be? Almost exactly. Minus one thing that I'll talk about at the end, but mm -hmm. the spawns are fun. Minus the Primplup, but it's an evolution. So that bonus, as long as it's not impossible to catch, which it usually is. Mm -hmm. I could care less about the 7K eggs. I will not hatch any. I have not hatched any eggs since GoFest. I've only used the free incubator since okay. then. Okay, that's different. That's yeah. different. But like it's, it's hatching a 10K egg right now. So I'll, I'll get that like, I don't know, on <laughs> Wednesday or something, Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> how long are your ships between now and then that's really the question <laughs> yeah i'll probably hatch the one egg between those two shifts okay okay uh and like that's kind of about it in terms of spawns toga tomorrow's dex filler so who cares someone someone loves it so there's that you the know who loves tomorrow who zoe okay i mean that oh. totally fits completely mm-hmm does Zoe Hi, like Zoe. all Pikachu clones or is just is Toga tomorrow special? Uh, I believe I I know that she's fond of Amolga as well, if I remember that correctly. Yeah, but that, I can't it, think of any fits. other That's specific. Totally, it's totally in character. But Zoe, if you're listening, I also hashed a shiny Togepi today, so shout out. Oh my okay. god. Anyway. Get out of here. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I'm gonna talk about <laughs> But I'm I don't know anybody else that specifically is like I love Toga tomorrow. So, you know, while I had an example ready, I I, I don't have any other sample size. So <laughs> I want to talk about the elephant in the room though. 
two legendary raids locked to hemispheres. Eh. It's so bad. Like, it is beyond bad. Like, okay, so first off, I'm sure both of you already know this. 85% of the world lives in the Northern Hemisphere. Like, 7 billion people live in the Northern Hemisphere. And, like, 700 million live in the Southern Hemisphere. So right there, you have a huge disparity. And then you have to count people who actually play Go in the Northern Hemisphere versus the Southern Hemisphere. It's pretty much just Australia and, like, Brazil. That's that's basically It's a lot of people, though. It's not a lot of people. Between Australia and Brazil, that's less people than in the United States by itself. Australia has a very small population for its size. The U.S. is huge, though. Well, but not compared population to wise, it's, it's on the large size, but huge, it's an easy yeah. one comparison. Yeah. Australia has a population of like, like 55 million people, for example. <laughs> We're going to move on now because my whole point is there's so few people in the Southern Hemisphere. And now they actually have to send these remote raid invites to literally the entire world. So what? Have you seen the Pokegini queue right now? I have heard about it. I don't. It's hang hilarious. It's, it's bigger than it's ever been for any Pokemon. Yeah, that that's no what I've heard. shot. You know any, what's great though? Really, if, if you're in the GoCast Discord server, you just, no, there's no problem. I mean, we. I mean, that's actually that's actually not true. We don't actually have very many people hosting Celesteela. We have a handful. Yeah, of we best, do. Yeah. Which is still great. I mm-hmm. haven't gotten one yet, but I I've gotten three. Well, okay. Here, I'll just I'll talk about it. Um, and I'll end with my thoughts about the ultra beasts because i think it is a net benefit but so yeah it's i think it's really funny how like like we have the ultra beasts in raids now and then like three days later like mega agron is just kind of gonna wander into raids yeah it's like he's lost or something he's gonna lumber his way into raids yeah he's not no he's gonna steal steal the spot right Good okay, one. event the the bonus is really cool. I really like that, and I think for PvP people, that is huge because of Galarian Stunfisk. You'll be getting a bunch of uh, Danger Pancake XLs, which is great. And I think that it's good that they included the the Menergy for Steelix and Sizor. But like, why not just also put them in Mega Raids? I don't really. I think it's more. It's definitely more lucrative to do that, but that's a that's a you know, minor you, complaint. You say that though, but if if given the choice of all three of those in raids, now take away the fact that Mega Agron is brand new, you will never raid Mega Agron, more than likely. I mean, I'm still only going to do one Mega Agron. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do a bunch need. because I feel like he'll be great for for memeing people in in raids in the future. Oh my I'm god, absolutely I was gonna. That. I can't, well, one, I can't believe that Kyle didn't, isn't mad about Aaron's in the spawn pool. He's not going <laughs> to click on them. No, He's not going to click on them. <laughs> you need not, to okay. set a shiny goal of zero on purpose. <laughs> zero. <laughs> and that's where my, that's where my plus is going to fail me and it's going to just get one. I'm not even going to Oh, it's going to get like three back to back. Like this is astronomically good, but still <laughs> awful. <laughs> I mean, they could be mega now at least. That's no, different. I don't care. Yeah, I I will never. I have a screenshot from GoFest 21 of Chris using an Agron against like, it doesn't matter what. It's just Chris. It wasn't was using an Agron like It wasn't in, relevant. In 
it yeah, no, was, was a raid static. achievement i'll have you know <laughs> oh, and like okay. at, that raid was full of a bunch of like our mutual friends and i think like three people took a screenshot mm-hmm. and we're just like it's hilarious. Hilarious. it was because... in my second party get out of here <laughs> No, we're never gonna. Well, well, I will never let you live that down. You shouldn't. It's great. That's, that's probably a, like a badge of honor, Kyogre or something. Uh, but um, <laughs> you said you were gonna tell us how you thought about, um, or how oh, you felt raids. about the Ultra Beasts. So how are you feeling there? Yeah, I think they're both really cool. I think any, I love the different design of the UBs. I think they're really cool. Like being in this Discord, even I didn't even have to say anything. Joanne ZK hooked me up with what I needed with Celestila. So I'm all good. And I'm probably not going to do any more because it's useless. So I'm happy. I have like one and done for both of these, right? Like nice. they're not, I guess we'll get into that for gear up, but like, hmm. um, I don't need to worry about getting more. And even though it's a little bit harder to get them, it doesn't feel bad to me. I have a counterpoint to you. Uh huh. I'm sure Chris knows what I'm going to say. We live in the Northern Hemisphere. How do you think Joanne ZK might feel about having uh, the actual good one only available from remote raid invites? Okay, so ours is better, but the other one is rarer because there's less people to to send them. Yeah, but that doesn't it doesn't matter because you only need one. It'd be different uh, if it could be shiny, if it had a signature move, if it had something that made it special, mm-hmm. but just because it exists doesn't make it rare. Are we feeling that maybe they'll flip the hemispheres in the future? Because it seems kind of arbitrary right now. It seems they're just trying to do something to maybe they're just trying to encourage some social interaction on a global scale now. I think there is like a reason behind it. I believe that they were region or they were version exclusives. Like I think you only got Cartana and Sun. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's it. But on the same note, Buzzwool and Theramosa were also version exclusives. True. So... You can make an argument about GoFest exclusive stuff like that, but they made it available for everybody. So it's yeah. it's an argument. It's just a thin one. And this thing of like they are slowly trickling out new content. This this is not the optimal way for us to get like two new five stars like at the same time, but it is a way. We have two new at a time, and that's good because then like the shiny will come faster now. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. Maybe one thing I will say is it could have been interesting to do like split raids, but it'd be far more interesting if it was east and west hemisphere, not north and south hemisphere. Yeah, I agree with that. Because then the people in the U.S. can get their raid invites from their friends in Europe. Europe can talk uh, to North America and South America. It, It would just be much more interactive overall. I think they're more they were thinking of a north and south split because of time zones being a little bit yeah about that but I, like I just <laughs> it's very frustrating because like it doesn't negatively impact me because I can do as many carton as I want to but as we'll find out very shortly why it's actually a big deal mm-hmm. it's it's kind of frustrating so the other thing here is that with the Northern and Southern Hemisphere split, and this is the part where it ties into the changes for the bonuses and how it, the community day is designed with no group bonuses. It, it's weird because we went through all of these sorts of difficult changes for the reason of bringing people together, back outside, doing all that sort of stuff. 
it's interesting to see this split and, and be another way of dividing people up in certain sorts of ways in order for me to get Celestila. And let's just say that I'm the sort of person that has a, like a very specific budget. When I play, I have to seek out remote raids. I have mm-hmm. to, there is no other way to do it. And everything else that Niantic has been pushing out has been trying to be like remote raids are good. That's really good. But we're going to say, Hey, these are being put back to a price point where we thought they should have been. And let's focus on making the in-person experience wonderful again and they were on their way i i would say they were gosh dang on it in a lot of ways the group bonuses are feeling quite good to me and so this just feels a little dissonant to me messaging wise and and kyle we were talking about this earlier so you feel the same way to a degree but uh, do you have anything else to add to that i don't think i missed anything (laughs) it's just it's confusing yeah i no i don't really have any any thoughts? Otherwise, it's strange because this actively encourages remote rating. It needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's been the counter message we've had for the last, I want to say, six months. Like, actively had. Five months, actually, starting probably in Ugh. April. Yeah. I don't think that this is a good reason, but I think it could just be because of the change of season. Because we're not in the season of go anymore. We're, we're in the season of light. <laughs> so they don't have to do that anymore. That's not a bad argument because we are going to get into a season where it's very, very hot somewhere else and very, very cold here. Maybe uh, that that's giving a lot of credit in a way I wasn't expecting, yeah, I actually. Um, I would like I that to be I don't think I don't think that's I don't think that's a good argument. I think that's that is not good enough for me. But it is a reason. Yes, it's it would be a reason, which is better than this. Seems the opposite, and I don't understand why. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest things for me is that there's no reason, like no specific reason, these two Pokemon. You can make the argument for the region exclusive, but that's not good enough because we've had that how many times over for other raids now. Mm -hmm. What makes it okay for Celesteela and Cartana to do this, and not? You know, Sogaleo and Lunala, they're regional exclusive. If you mm-hmm. want to be real difficult about it, they're, that's that's their defining feature. It's how they sell the main series games. True. And so it's like, yeah. is this an experiment to see how well it works? How how they keep selling remote raid passes, even though they tell us not to do it. It's, I don't I don't know. Yeah, so I'm, many questions. I'm willing to bet that them increasing the price point up those 50 coins and all these other bo- bonuses and stuff probably hasn't put a big dent in the remote Not rating numbers. Not no, even a little bit. No. Right. All right. Well, anyway, interesting stuff. This event is going to be pretty sick. The messaging is a little bit strange, but that's okay because we're getting two spectacular new five-star raid bosses. I know Celesteela isn't exactly that useful, but it is... <laughs> Such a cool, cool Pokemon. And I know we haven't mentioned it on here. I think actually maybe we did for one of them, the Zerkatry one, but there's like they put out these little like found footage, like almost like horror skits of encountering these ultra beasts in the wild. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it looks like the cameraman gets destroyed at the end of every single one of them. But the Cortana <laughs> one is cool because Guzzlord's in it too. Guzzlord. Yeah. Oh, He's so coming. Excited. He's he is. oh Lord, he coming. On that note, I think we're ready to move into gear up. Let's do it. All right, this week on Gear Up, you're going to need to steal yourself for some paper cuts. Oh, ouch. 
We're going to talk about the Ultra Beasts, what you kind of need to know about them. We're not doing raid guides this week because it's, it's kind of self-explanatory. But first up, Celestela. It's steel flying. That's it. I'm not going to tell you anything else about it because there's nothing else to know. Maybe we'll do the Pokelore next week if nothing else comes up. It doesn't have stab, fast, and charge moves at the same time. I think it has air slash, and that's it. That's the only, and then it has uh, heavy slam. So <laughs> one steel, one flying, and that's it. You can't even run it if you want to as either steel or flying. I'll let you know, man. I did one of these raids today, and it knew body slam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know that, but that's not stab. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it casts body slam in the rain. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, it's funny because it's the heaviest Pokemon in, in the game. So, yeah, you know, yeah. there's that. Oh, is it? Huh. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, and it could 999.9 kilograms in the <laughs> Wow. It couldn't really just push it over the edge, huh? No. Just one more, one more man. One maybe, more maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's the second heaviest. I I know it's on that list right right there. But now I now I'm questioning it. Someone's gonna. Is cry. there a black hole Pokemon <laughs> that would have the most mass? I mean, look, but not weight. Wait, no, no. This this can't be right. I my numbers have to be off because I feel like Mudsdale is like two thousand kilograms. What? Maybe that's. I'm gonna look it up afterwards now and have to correct myself. But it's worth mentioning that in the main series games, Celesteela is like a very stall heavy. Pokemon, I think it uses tactics like protect or toxic and protect to outlast the other opponent. So maybe its defensive stats have something in PvP, but I'm sure that that's not the case. <laughs> Just looking at its moveset. But we're going to move on to the star of the show, and that is Kartana. It's grass steel. For fast attacks, it has razor leaf and air slash. For charge attacks, it has Leaf Blade, X Scissor, Night Slash, and Aerial Ace. So it, it's only got one moveset. It, the rest are like coverage stuff. And that moveset is Razor Leaf and Leaf Blade. Let's go. And it destroys everything else that is grass right now. It's like not even close. And when I say not even close, I mean it beats all of the Megas that exist as well, which usually are out of the equation, not this time. Highest DPS by a significant margin, 20.4 versus Mega Venusaur at 17.3. <sighs> so it's it's huge. Ooh. It's actually a very tiny Pokemon, but it's huge. Oh, small boy. Small boy for sure. <laughs> Forget trying to throw a Pokeball at it. Yeah, I got to like but. pinch and zoom in before I start throwing my Pokeballs. <laughs> like, come on. There's a raid boss for ants. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, its TDO is not that great compared to some options like Zerud or maybe even a Tangrowth, but its DPS just trounces everything else that it doesn't even matter if it doesn't live that long. It's kind of like the Gengar situation, except there's a lot of other ghosts to compete with, and Kartana only has like three or four grass types to compete with. So, be more like Rampardos, right? Yeah. Like, like uh, Rampardos a... isn't miles ahead of Rhyperior. And when you calculate TDO, Rhyperior and Rampardos are actually very on par. So Cartana okay. is an even bigger leap than that. <laughs> so needless to say, if you care about PvE and maximizing your DPS, Cartana is a must-have. 
I think when we get Mega Sceptile, that will be better because it also has Leaf Blade and really good stats. But who knows when that's going to happen? And its tail is a tree that's also a rocket. Rocket, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe in like six or seven months, we'll get Hoenn Tour out of nowhere, and then we'll release Kecleon, and we'll get all three of the Megas at the same time. Oh, I'd be so down. Until then, you're stuck with Cartana and leave the Celesteela at one, unless you really want a Hundo for some reason. I don't know why you would. But if you're collecting it for when a move shakeup comes along, I don't even know what that would do for Celesteela. <laughs> Is it better than Skarmory? No, it doesn't have a steel fast move. OK, um, it doesn't have a flying charge move. It can't be better than anything. Uh, <laughs> That's it, a shame. Is it is it cooler than Skarmory? No, no. Skarmory I, I would say yes. I, would I don't say no. think they're comparable. One's a one's a yeah. skyscraper. It looks like bamboo, but also a lady. And then the other one's a bird, but it's made out of metal. The simplicity is a little bit more better. But I think Stella Stila's design is brave. It's courageous. It's, <laughs> its arms are floating guns like Rayman. It's like war Rayman lady. It's like they filled out Mad Libs. They're like, okay, what's the type? Steel. <laughs> what's a secondary type? Flying. I don't care. Mix those two up if you Whatever. really want to. That's fine. I don't know. All right. Give me a proper <laughs> noun. Woman. Give me another proper noun. Bamboo. <laughs> give me an attribute. Steel. Gun. Okay. <laughs> oh. There you go. <laughs> okay. You know? I, I need to interrupt this rant now just to confirm my weight comment earlier. Celesteela is 999.9 kilograms, oh and Mudsdale is 920. I'd confuse Mudsdale's weight in pounds to kilograms. So there you oh, go. Celesteela is the heaviest weighs. Pokemon in the game, tied with Cosmo O. Co- Cosmo M. Jeez, He's very I can't dense. Say that name. Jangmo O, Cosmo M. Yes. <laughs> and uh, also, Cartana is tied for the lightest Pokemon. Oh, it is the same weight as a Ghastly. Oh, cool. Which is to say basically no weight whatsoever. 0.2 pounds. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, okay. Well, thank you very much, Kyle, for a great gear up section. That means that we're already in Poco lore. Woo! Mr. Mitch, would you like to take Poco lore as is tradition when we have you on now? I, I'll record it every week if you want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, all right, here we are. This is Pokalore. Uh, this week it is Kartana, the drawn sword Pokemon. Kartana is a small ultra beast that resembles an origami human. There it appears to be folded out of a sheet of paper, which is white on one side and orange on the other, like origami. I just added that in. Its head is folded slightly inside its body and has a four sided star in the center, but no discernible facial features. Its head opens and closes similar to a paper fortune teller and seems to function as both an eye and a mouth. On top of its head are two short antennae or horns that are wider at the top than at the bottom. It has long, thin arms that resemble katanas with a yellow sheath-like structure around the upper area. The sheath connects to a red, slightly raised hexagon on its torso. Extending up and out from the base of each sheath are three yellow projections that are nearly as long as its arms. Its legs appear creased with areas of of red visible along the edges. I was just looking at it, and I think it's yellow, not red. 
Huh. I'm just saying, I got to pause for a second. I'm really offended yeah. because it starts this thing off with, it appears to be a sheet of paper, white on one side, orange on the other, and then says red twice. Oh, no. It is well, it's like yellow and or orange. There is mm-hmm. no red on this Pokemon at all. I think it's, yeah, I think you're right. Looking at it, <laughs> yeah, that's orange. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to say orange from now on. Its legs appear creased with areas of orange visible <laughs> along the edges. Nice editorial. Cartana's light, thin build makes it one of the lightest Pokemon in existence. Um, all right, I guess no more comments about that, right? Nope. That it's just it's very geometric. There, there are a lot of shapes. Yeah, but that. like not to a fault like Necrozma is. Uh, I like. I, I, I wanted like to Necrozma. do. I I did get excited about talking about Necrozma. Yeah, and then we had other Pokemon come in, and I was too excited to not cover Necrozma. That's that's fine. (laughs) Part B here is, despite its small size compared to other Ultra Beasts, Cartana is extremely dangerous, as every edge of its body is incredibly sharp. It is, oh, here we go. All right, yep, this is the good stuff. Oh, guess what it can do? It is able to cut down a gigantic steel tower with one stroke of the blades on its arms. (laughs) Let's go. Any opponents that try to attack it will also be cut apart. According to Wick, yo, of the Ether Foundation, its light paper-like body allows it to evade most attacks by floating out of the way. But it also (laughs) makes it highly vulnerable to fire and moisture. Oh, As seen in the anime, Cartana can open ultra wormholes and has the ability to speak only backwards. <laughs> what? what? I didn't know that. <laughs> what? I didn't know that either. That's very cool. <laughs> That's like, oh my God. I don't want to spoil it, but the cry uh, in the anime for Guzzlord is really funny. He's just like, ah! Oh, yeah, just <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. He's just screaming. And there's one more line here. For a brief time, it was the only Pokemon that could learn Cut, a powerful move, by leveling up. I wonder what can learn Cut now by leveling uh, up. Farfetch'd? I, I, no? Sorfetch'd? I don't yeah, know. Farfetch'd, you're right. Look at right. that. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, stats are max CP at level 40, 36, 77. At level 50, 4156. Wow, that'll Let's be up in your top 16. And it has 139 stamina, 182 defense, and buckle up because it's got 323 attack. My yeah, it does. God. And the best move set, and boy, is it a good one Razor Leaf and Leaf Blade. That's right. Keep it simple, keep it straightforward. Leafs, leaves. And then whatever you can make an, an argument for, you can use the other charge move that you want or save yourself some dust. <laughs> fun bit about the attack i think it's the fourth highest attack in the game what it's hard to filter when there's no with megas all in the way mm-hmm. it's like 16th with megas but i think there's attack the axis regular regular the axis zirkatry and then kartana so yeah because mewtwo has 300 right yeah mewtwo is 300 even Mm-hmm. It's weird we have to use Mewtwo as like a point of reference instead of just the top of that thing. <laughs> In this conversation only. Very strange. But yeah, Cartana's pretty sick. Big, big fan. What's weird though, I will say one thing to point out here is that it says it's highly vulnerable to fire. Absolutely. Four times, right? Weakness to that. And moisture, which is not the case because oh, no. it's grass uh, and steel type. So 
Well, I want to counter that because I feel like that's more of like an anime thing of like, because you, you got to like slow him down somehow. Yeah. Like if he gets wet, he like flops to the floor like paper. You okay. Know? Like he's made of paper. Okay. But, yeah, because uh, I was going to say, if you were going to go the route of like, maybe they meant like ice too, because that's also moisture. It's like the steel typing, that doesn't work out. But okay, fair enough. Good argument. But hey, let's move on to the polka pole since polka lore is all wrapped up. Last week's polka pole was what animal or object would you want to see a new Pokemon designed after? Bonus points for a name. All right, Chris, why don't you read the first one? All righty. Our first one is from Lachlan, who's been really, really quite good about answering these questions every single week. Uh, and they said a musical Pokemon that evolves from like a marimba to a keyboard. Rock and ghost marimbu or kibu or something similar. Uh, bonus points. We don't have a ghost rock type. So a rock with fighting immunity and give it levitate to really mess with them. Ground types. Oh, it's a good one. I'm for it. Musical uh-huh. entrance. That's a that's a good one. Next one's from Maxitron. They said a ground type Pokemon named Burrowl. Modeled after a burrowing owl. I'm here. I'm here for it. I would love for it to have some sort of schooling slash flocking mechanic since these owls can be seen at the opening of their burrows in families. So sort of like wishy-washy maybe. An ability that has a chance of summoning one or two extra birds between turns as well as increasing stats from stat increasing moves based off the number of owls present. Ooh. Along that same line, a part of that ability allows moves to become multi-attack moves. Mm. Uh, this hasn't presented balance problems in the main series games at all. Nope. Obviously, limits move pool so it doesn't become broken. There no stat go. increasing moves that double or triple a stat already. And very few or none of that increase multiple stats at once. Call mind or ancient power. Also, no getting hit with five hyper beams or five bullet seed type moves. <laughs> I feel like there's an item that maxes out the hits of those multi-hit moves, but I know there's an ability for or two for that. Yes, actually, it's the item is coming in Scarlet and Violet. I can't remember its name, but they showed it two trailers ago. Yep. We don't know how it works, but it sounds like that's what it does. We don't know how it works at all, but the hope is that it maximizes it every time. Can you imagine four or five burrows peppering you with 25 animations of bullet seed? <laughs> oh, no. Obviously, this one has room to snowball, but I love my owls and burrowing owls or five fly animations. <laughs> By the way, I'd limit the burrow count to five at max, and part of the sprite would need to include the burrow as they come out of it. Okay. Okay. I, I really like it. I can see there's some, there's some channel challenges there for balancing and coding but that's fun especially about them like coming up from out of the burrow to join yeah yeah i'm a big fan i like that i like birds a lot and bird pokemon so this is a unique fun one that'd be so so cool yeah i like any bird i am scared about the typing though because i think it lends itself to ground flying and we already have well i guess we don't have a non-legendary that is ground flying it's only Landorus, right? Yeah. Gligar. Yeah, oh, Gligar. Gligar. <laughs> there was like a five second. Yeah, there oh was a delay that I'm going to cut out. Like so, uh, but there was. All three of us just died mentally for oh. a hot second. Okay, good. I thought that we were all like thinking about it. <laughs> we, were. we were. Yeah, it's like, wait. Oh, good. It's not right. Yeah. I don't oh, think. Okay. Gligar. <laughs> we can't be wrong. 
Oh, no, we can't. Every episode. Oh, Every well, before we forget, because we will, by the way, Kyle, Kyle, you and I were wrong. Sarah yeah. Amanda, thank you so we, much. We were. We were wrong. <laughs> I wanted to say it earlier. I totally forgot. Aerodactyl does have a field research that is constantly in the rotation for win five raids. I didn't know it was still in oh, the rotation yeah. at all times. So you can get that done. That's always been around. Thank you, Sarah Amanda. Appreciate it. Uh, I always like being corrected when I uh, absolutely nice. don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you do? <laughs> I put off the record. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read the next one, and it, uh, it comes from somebody named Cook's Gravy. Um, I don't know. This guy sounds cool. Uh, I'm going to read it verbatim, <laughs> and then I'm, I'm going to talk about it because I came up okay, with a second right. idea. What a cool feature, Spotify. I sent this in through Spotify. It was it shocked me. I was on the podcast page and I'm like, wait, <laughs> uh, this is Cook's Gravy. I want to see a true Roadrunner Pokemon. Galarian Zapdos doesn't count because that's a legendary. And you I he, he's he's basically in prison and, and you can't get one. And I was I I think a name, I would base the name off of the Spanish word for Roadrunner, Correminos, because the Spanish name is uh, Corre Caminos, which is like road runner, basically. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. What's yours? How do you feel about the name Doduo or Dodrio? Snow, dude. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. That's not a roadrunner. That's yeah, it is. It's a no, road that not. runs really fast it's, on its, it's feet. Not, it's yeah. not a roadrunner. It's what, not. I thought it was based off of roadrunners. A real Roadrunner is so cool. I love it's it's so I have such like a like the brain of somebody who lives in the Southwest. It's like every time I see a Roadrunner, it's like I have good luck for like five minutes after that. I'm like, okay, I got to go. Five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's my nearest gas station? Gotta get a lottery Dodrio and Dodu are definitely more like ostriches. Yeah, it's. It is like a bird that runs, but I, they're not known for running, though. Yes, they are. Yeah, they are. I mean, they, they do run. Mm-hmm. They are a running bird. Yeah, in the in but, the racing episode of the original oh, Pokemon series, yeah. they were uh, Doduo and Dodrio were, I believe, both in there. On the back, yeah. That, that image is in my mind now. Shoot. But I have a second idea, and it's just because I have uh, – I just love birds. It's There's this flightless bird in the jungles of New Zealand, I think, and it's called a kakapo. And it's, it's this little – like you you got to look him up. He's so cute. It's kind of like the same thing as the owl, the burring owl, and he's just this super cute green guy. And you could do a lot of things with the typing. I think it could be like poison flying or something cool. I don't know a name for that, but it's just a neat animal. Okay. Okay. It is a cute bird. I just looked up the, the kakapo. Mm-hmm. Do they yeah, have this the, is it. Do they have the phonetic <gasps> pronunciation? Here? Look at his little kakapo. face. Kakapo. 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 Very oh, cool looking. Oh, he's cute. I like the coloration. And yeah, oh. he, he he can't fly, so he's just always on the on the floor of the of the forest, just kind of digging around. All right. Well, thanks for your response, Cooks Gravy. We appreciate it. Uh, this next one's from Green T16. It was also from Spotify. Thank you for the Spotify submissions. A flying fish. The name would have to be some kind of phonetic headache, like Jumbfish, spelled J U M B P H I S H E. 
<laughs> I would get mad looking at that name every time I do. Just yeah, no thanks. But yeah. I, because of that, I am also kind of a fan. <laughs> well, wait, Remoraid. Am I crazy? I don't, is Remoraid a flying fish? Is it well, like I don't think it's flying that... type, but I, it's definitely I not flying type. I don't think it's based on no. a flying fish either. No, I think it's it's not. It's based off of just like the fish that latches on to other fishes so like a mantine bottom fiend a remora aren't they called remoras remora. is that what it's oh, called yeah. I, I don't remember but yeah that's exactly right. they like have like yeah it's, it's like a pad remora. of teeth on their head or something the things that yeah. hold on to sharks and their oh. mouths with like the bottom of the shoe we're gonna move on our last response is in the form of an email from starman they said hello sile and chris <laughs> <laughs> oh boy have i got an answer for you about 121 answers, actually. That is my roundabout way of saying that my wife and I actually sat down and created an entire fake mountain region based around the state of Michigan where we live. Oh, my gosh. We have come up with 121 new Pokemon, including 20 regional variants of existing Pokemon. I will not bore you by going through all of them. I know you like all your emails, but I imagine not that long. So let me give you one of my favorites. Introducing... Dust Cub and Hyperdune. These ground normal type Pokemon burrow, burrow, bury themselves deep under the dunes in the western part of the region, only waking up for a few months out of the year to hunt and raise their young. For those, for those unfamiliar with Michigan, these two Pokemon are based off of the Sleeping Bear sand dunes in the western part of our state. Pokemon has made it very clear that sand equals ground type in the context of their world. So having two cuddly ground normal bears in the western part of our region made sense. It is always exciting to answer questions related to fake mon, so please consider asking more in the future. <laughs> Best Starman. Maybe. I, I love it. It, remind, it makes me think of like like a beware meets Hippowdon. Or so Saluna. Yeah, exactly. It could yeah. be just a regional variant. Yeah, but Ursaluna yeah. looks yeah. bad. For sure. Like, Ursaluna does look bad. It looks a little dopey. It's, no, it's, <laughs> its design is bad. They could have weird. done something a lot better with it. I like the like moon with the clouds in front of it on its head, and that's about it. Anyways. He has a weird like expression on his face. I don't know. I'm going to go on record saying that that Pokemon is completely fine. I mean, it's fine. It's just a missed opportunity that I think could have been much cooler. Yeah, I feel like you can say that for a lot of Pokemon. I mean, yeah, there's a... I, I would probably say there's a solid 30% of the Pokemon that have been missed opportunities and fans have designed better ones, but whatever. Maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I want to say it's 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 really neat for there to be, like, sand dunes not in, like, an arid desert environment. I feel like that'd mm-hmm. be really cool in a Pokemon game. And Starman, I also like your name, and I'm wondering if you're a David Bowie fan. But yeah. maybe you are, maybe you're not. But he p- probably. I would hope so. All right, because I yeah. am. He's on my arm. <laughs> Wasn't Starman also like the name of a platformer from a long time ago? It was. It was in. Oh, Wrist Star. That's Wrist Star. Never mind. Earth, it was in. <laughs> Forget. Forget. Earthbound. It's oh, those okay. guys. Okay. Sure. All right. So we're gonna move on to this week's Pokepole. What is your number one priority when playing Pokemon Go? Shinies? Hundos? Having fun? Let us know how and why you play the way you do. 
So I figured this would be a good time to kind of talk about or celebrate rather how everybody sorts of play, they play a little bit differently because the events have gotten a little bit more complicated in, in ways that they appeal to different sorts of people. Extra candy XL for the grinders, you know, extra chances of getting some spawns from the raids and stuff like that for community and specifically those are examples. So I figured it'd be kind of cool to check back in on how everybody is playing now because I think we asked something rather similar about a year ago or longer. So kind of interested to see where everybody's at right now and and if your you know style of play has changed at all all right mitch you got an answer you want to go first yeah yeah i'll take it um yeah i have always like the consistent thing about my playing has been that i am a collector for sure like i i will trade if i have like a lucky trade with somebody i'll do it for a like a shiny that i don't have yet or something that i'd want um yeah, I just want to be able to like flex that I have like, like one of my weirdest ones is I have a shiny purified, I think it's a fortress. Yeah, it's a shiny purified, shiny lucky purified fortress that I named Meatball. And it's just like <laughs> stupid stuff like that, <laughs> that I really like. But I mean, since I hit level 50, it's definitely more about having fun and uh, playing with other people and like trying to get my like actual like cool college friends that think they're cool because they watch you know football to, to play pokemon with me it's 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 hard but it has worked a couple times you know what the bummer is with the sunday time slot it's football season for people mm-hmm. that have to pick and choose yeah. <laughs> oh my god <sighs> anyways <laughs> oh man he's do you have anything to say about football fans i don't like football Oh, I don't like football either, but I, but you know, a lot of people do. So yeah, I know. I know it makes them really happy, but like, I don't, when they talk about it, I just like stare at the wall. I don't know what to do. I like other sports. I do. Mm -hmm. Football is the only one that I just don't get. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't really get cricket either, but I don't know if I'm supposed to. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, Anyways. Chris, do you have an answer for the poke poll? You know, I do. I think for me, I was trying to think about like, what are the sorts of things I specifically do? Like, am I a raider? Am I a collector? Am I, you know, a, more recently a PVP or I suppose. Uh, but I think what it really is for me consistently is setting an expectation and meeting that expectation. And I've had a lot of practice with it where I feel like I'm good at setting one that I feel like is either going to be challenging or interesting enough to keep me motivated in order to meet it for the entirety of the event. And I've also kind of acquired the mindset that if I overshoot my goal by a ridiculous amount, that's somehow an even better like story to tell. So I'll just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. I feel like that's an important thing. I know it's what we preach here on this show. So that's how I like to play. Um, especially after thinking how I've approached playing the past like a year and a half. That is so very Chris and go cast. That's right. (laughs) right branding well, let's go uh, man if that's if that's a chris answer then mine is is definitely going to be a kyle answer because <laughs> like just thinking about this and like really thinking about it i don't have a good answer because i i play go to just play like because i i like to play the game i'm not playing because i want to catch a hundred of this pokemon the day I like to make sure that I'm catching for candy more than anything, because that's what's going to determine what I'm 
going for when I'm out, but when there's nothing else out, I'm catching for Stardust. So mm-hmm. I, I'm really just playing to have fun and I don't need a hundo to have fun. I, I would like shinies, but they don't determine the fun either. The spawn pool has way more to do with how much fun is being had than anything else. And I, I think that's about it. I know it sounds like a little bit of a cop out, but I'm, I'm just there to do what the game has for me. I don't want to hatch eggs. I'll do raids when the raids are not boring, but you don't have to do anything. You can just going out and catching is absolutely uh, a pleasant experience. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of what I prioritize when I play is just getting to experience the game itself is is really it. Good deal. And I know that's really important for us that we've talked about this in the past that even if there's nothing else in an event that attracts us to it we will engage with it regardless because we want to be able to talk about it uh, on the show and things like that so i think that's a logical answer actually i don't feel like it's a cop-out at all but if you dear listener have a cop-out a logical answer a passionate answer it doesn't matter what your answer is if you have one for this week's pokeball question which was yet again what is your number one priority when playing pokemon go shinies hundos having fun let us know how you play and why you play the way you do you can answer that question by sending us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com you can send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717 or you can answer the question we posted on twitter uh, or if you're a patron of ours we have a channel dedicated to it entirely but before we get into emails and voicemails and all that other good stuff we're going to pass it on over to fish and DeFi-E, who this week are going to be talking about a number of cups. The top three that I can see here on this litany uh, of a list they have going on is Open Ultra League, Weather Cup, Ultra League Premier Classic, and much, much more. So buckle up. It'll be a good segment. Hi, I'm Fish on Nahida. And I'm DeFi-E 250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that is its own two-person faction. DeFi, what is going on in PvP? Well, first off, we said goodbye to the Great League for now. It'll be back, don't you worry. But for the first time in a while, for two weeks straight, we're only going to have Ultra League options. So before we dive into what we have coming up in the Ultra League, Fish, how is Great League? I heard you've been keeping up with your sets. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because the uh, like last ranked season we had, I was like, I was coming into this segment going, oh, I probably won't do, I won't rush to get all my battles done. I'll take it easy. I'll only do it when I it like feels right and I'm comfortable and I'm in good headspace for it. Um, I've just gone the complete opposite this time. I've I've gone like I've I've been like must do sets and and made sure I've gotten every single battle. I've done every single battle that it is possible to do so far this season. So I'm already up at uh, uh, three hundred battles for the season. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm much less. I'm at one twenty five for the season, but I've won seventy three of them. So I'm at rank seventeen, but I nice. have that's about a fifty eight percent win rate, which is pretty solid. So I'm definitely doing more selective when I do my sets and when I don't. So mm-hmm. I really just do them when I'm focused and I have the time. So by the time you're listening to this, we will be in the Weather Cup, the first Ultra League custom meta which is exciting. It is an Ultra League Cup where only fire, water, ice, and rock types are allowed. Spoiler, Cradilly is good. 
make sure you can get yourself a Credilly, get them XLs, uh, because it is such a good, it's a great lead, it's a great closer, it's a great safe swap. It can hit so much of the meta very, very hard. I don't have the XLs for a Credilly, but I've got the XLs for a good Alolan Sandslash, which I think is probably one of the best counters that you can get for the Credilly, because the weather balls are super effective and the steel type allows it to not take super effective damage from the stone edge. Quickly looking at how much candy I need for an ultra league sand slash. And it's all of it. I need all of the XL candy. <laughs> but I have it because Sandshrew had a community day. I actually only need 256 XL candy, not the full 296. I don't need those last two yeah. expensive power-ups so that did you use all your excels on the great league sandshrew no okay so i haven't powered up shiver yet okay so, shiver is my hundo best buddy sandshrew mm-hmm. and i have not powered it all the way up yet but i have 466 sandshrew xl so okay. i could kind of pick one or the other and i'll still have a good amount left over yeah for the other one after that, we have Open Ultra League continuing and Ultra League Premier Classic. So no legendaries, mythicals, or Pokemon that have been powered up with Candy XL. So that Sand Slash that I'll have built for Weather Cup will not be allowed. Some Pokemon that normally take XL Candy to be like a higher rank for Ultra League, they can still be viable as level 40 hundos. So I'm looking at things like Trevenant, Nidoqueen, Steelix, Crobat, Toxicroak, they're all things that you can run as XL in regular Ultra League, but still work just fine as Hundos in Premier Classic. And then from September 29th to October 6th, we have Open Master League and Master League Premier Classic, or as we like to call it, GBO Holiday. Nah, I'm going for it this time. (laughs) I'm going for it. Master League Premier Classic, let's go. All right. I am bummed, though, because I do have a Lugia that's powered up to level 40, and I can't use it in this format. But I Mm -hmm. do have some Master League Pokemon that do qualify for Classic. Like, I have a Garchomp, a Dragonite, a Metagross, Togekiss, Gyarados, um, Snorlax, Sylveon, Machamp, Swampert. I do have a Swampert that's at level 40. Um probably not the best choice but it exists so i'm excited i want to try it yeah you can you can make some solid teams out of that um what i've noticed about uh master league premier classic from previous go rounds of them is that it's the first time we've seen uh what i like to call meta expansion so like i've seen videos where people make things like empoleon and venusaur work so it's kind of the first first signs that we can expand beyond those standard master league picks that you just see all the time so we'll just dip into pokemon that are overused in great league and ultra league already (laughs) and then they just get even more use as master league pokemon looking forward to it Um, I'm just laughing because sometimes I go into like an ultra league battle and it looks just like a great league battle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Galarian, Stunfisk, Mandibuzz, Jellicent. Yes, exactly (laughs) that. 
So that's it for the Go Battle League coming up. Again, unfortunate that we're not having those, the more accessible Great League Cups for a little while, but hopefully you've had enough playtime in the game. You can build some good stuff for Ultra League and Master League. Let's quickly go into our self-update. Pretty short this week. The only thing we have is an announcement that the Self Arena put out that set reads, for planning purposes, we wanted to make the community aware that the next season of the Self Arena will not be starting in October as it has in the past. Stay tuned for further announcements for the start of Season 5 and the details on the upcoming World Championship. So it looks like we'll be having like a November or a December start this year. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't know if they're just planning extra new things to unveil on the world or if they're just so busy running other stuff like factions or whatever their their new partnership with Niantic involves um so yeah I I wish I had a look on the inside but I'm just happy to wait and let them do what they need to do and be ready for them in presumably November Speaking of a look on the inside, let's talk about Play Pokemon. <laughs> what an excellent segue. I know. <laughs> so let's talk about Play Pokemon. We have a massive weekend to start out the Play Pokemon season. We have regionals in Porto Alegre in, in Brazil. We have regionals in Bilbao in Spain. And we also have a regional right here in the United States in Baltimore in Maryland, USA, that I will be shoutcasting at. I can finally announce it. I can scream it from the rooftops <laughs> that I will be shoutcasting the first North American regional uh, for this 2023 season in Baltimore. I leave in, I'll be there. I'll be in Baltimore in two days and 48 hours. I will be in Baltimore. Uh, I'm so honored and humbled to be able to cast with Gabby Snyder, with 2 Butters, with Wholesome Underscore. Very, very excited to work with all of these amazing shoutcasters and honestly, the whole team uh, with Play Pokemon. Fantastic group of people. I am hyped. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I'm also really excited to see how the meta is going to be changed because we have a bajillion updates that we went through on the podcast a couple weeks back. So I'm very More interested. To more Dunsparce, <laughs> more Miltank. I am really really interested to see how all of this is going to impact the play pokemon meta if you want to watch the first stream of the 2023 season in baltimore you can go to twitch.tv slash pokemon go it is also on the official pokemon youtube channel actually as of today they already have like the countdown going they have the the going live and this many days and hours. I'm very excited. So it'll be simul streamed on Twitch and on YouTube. Make sure to tune into that and support your favorite GoCast host. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have the Test Your Metal event. And just a little peek behind the curtain here, I will be taking this one on my own because. Defi and I finished recording, we wrapped up and congratulated each other on yet another perfect PvP Corner episode, and then Defi went off to bed and I realized, oh wait a minute, 
what about this event that is going to be happening when this episode comes out? So I decided to plug the microphone back in and take this one myself. So the Test Your Metal event, as you will have probably already heard, is running from September 16th to 21st, 10am to 10pm local time. There are three new Pokemon being introduced as part of the event. Now, two of them are already in-game at the time of this recording in Celesteela and Katana. Celesteela is Steel Flying type, so it's like Skarmory. It doesn't have the same bulk that Skarmory does, and it's kind of... It feels weird thinking about a Skarmory that isn't that bulky, um, one that can't actually take that many hits. It's actually, at Great League level, it's got the same amount of bulk as Frostlass, which is not great. And its moves are Air Slash, Body Slam, and it's something weak like Gyro Ball as its secondary charge move. So it's got a really unfortunate combination of not having the best combination of moves and not having the high attack to make them hurt. So Celesteela, not going to be fantastic in PvP. Katana, same deal. You've probably already heard by now just how good it will be as a raid attacker. Generally, raid attackers have super high attack, and that gives them a disadvantage in PvP. Generally, it's the bulkier Pokemon that do better. To illustrate just how glassy Kartana is in PvP, in Ultra League, three Incinerates will completely delete <laughs> a Kartana from full health. Added to that, it's running Razor Leaf as its primary fast move, and Razor Leaf is aren't that popular in GBO at the moment. Uh, it had its time in the sun with the whole Bastiodon double Razor Leaf line, but with the rise of Steel Pokemon, that's kind of taken a back seat, and now Razor Leaf just doesn't really have much of a place in the GBO meta. So, yeah, Katana, not great. Celesteela, not great. Now, the other one... What do I call this thing? It's like to Togedemaru? To I'm going with Togedemaru. You can't stop me. Um, so, Togedemaru is a steel electric type, just like Magnazone. It also has, like, eerily similar bulk to Magnazone as well. It's going to be Diet Magnazone, <laughs> essentially. So, the major differences between Togedemaru and Magnazone are that Togedemaru is running Thundershock, as opposed to the spark of Magnazone. So, Thundershock is giving you faster energy generation at the cost of lower damage with its fast move. It's running Wild Charge, which Magnazone does as well, but it also has Felstinger as its other move, which is really, really interesting because it's kind of like Mirror Shot for Magnazone, but it's a 100% guaranteed attack boost to yourself. So you will get the chance to bait with the Felstinger and then throw a boosted Wild Charge at your opponent, which can lead to some very big booms in the late game. So that's really interesting. Um, another difference is that it's only really viable in Great League because it doesn't quite get up to that CP to compete in Ultra League. But I'll be very interested to see how this fits into the meta. Probably not open Great League, but limited metas, absolutely has a place. Now, the spawns that you want to look for during this event, in the wild, you want to look for Magnemite and Beldum and Drillber will all be great for your Master League formats, particularly the Master League Premier Classic that is coming back this season. Ferrisseed is fantastic in a lot of limited metas. We've got Primplup because Empoleon is really nice for Ultra League in particular, but can potentially be good in Master Premier Classic and also has play in Great League. Galarian Stunfisk, of course, and if you've taken care of all that, you can look for your Pinecos, 
for your XLs for Ultra League or Bronzor, if they ever allow Bronzor back in a Little Cup, or if you want a Bronzong for, I don't know, maybe they'll bring back Psychic Cup. Hope not. But <laughs> there's always that chance. In raids, we've got Scyther, because Scyzor has great play in Ultra League. We've got Beldum, we've got Shieldon, always jump at those opportunities for a Shieldon. Magneton, Skarmory, and if you've taken care of all that, Marwile is better now that it's got Fairy Win, I think. In Research, you've got Magnemite, you've got Drillbur, you've got Ferroseed, and you've got Beldum. And in your 7k eggs, you've got Alolan Sandshrew, which you can get the XLs for to build an Alolan Sandshrew for Great League or an Alolan Sand Slash for Ultra League. You've got your Galarian Stunfisks. And some cheeky extra picks are Galarian Meowth, because Berserker has some nice play in Ultra League, and Ryolu to build your Lucarios. So that's it for the Test Your Metal event. Now it's time for me to seamlessly transition back in. Should we move on? We should. Our deep dive this week is a mailbag, and this is coming in from Andy. Andy says this is going to be a long email. We will be the judge of that. Let us see. Andy writes, this question will be directed to Fish and DeFi. First, thank you for the work that you do on PvP Corner segment. It is arguably my favorite part of the show, primarily because battling is my favorite part of the Pokemon franchise. But although I thoroughly enjoy your deep dives on a lot of specific aspects of the game, I just finished listening to your most recent episode where you talked about the Season 12 updates, particularly the new moves and the Pokemon getting some love with some better or not so good new moves to help them be more PvP viable. I enjoyed it so much that I felt led to write in. I need some advanced tips for PvP. To give you a little bit of my background and experience, the last couple of seasons I finished at Ace Rank. I can get there with little fuss, but once I get to Ace, it's been a real struggle to go anywhere. Last season, I started an ace around 2200 ELO, but by the end of the season, I went down to under 2100. The last couple weeks were a bit frustrating as I lost more battles than I would have been content with. Now, with the beginning of the current season, I've been a bit more frustrated now because when I got to rank 2, the next set I went 1-4. I would imagine that I should not have a difficult time with the battle so early in the rankings. I was expecting them to get tougher by around rank 10 or so, but not rank 2. I understand that it's the beginning of a new season, so I probably hit all the ones that will go to Veteran and Legend and got really unlucky with that. Or maybe I've been lucky in past seasons? I also understand that PvP is still a growing player base, and with the recent Worlds that just happened, that probably gave more of a spotlight for PvP and more people are trying it out, which is great, honestly. Yeah, so I'll jump in there and I'll point out that, yeah, like it's you shouldn't take anything from the fact that you ran into some tough opponents at rank two. Like, I've, I've, it's happened to me as well. Like, I have uh, gotten to rank two and suddenly run into super meta teams and I've been like, whoa, whoa, what happened? But it's, it is purely just, uh, like you said, luck of the draw. Uh, you like, I mean, this season I didn't run into any like really, really tough opponents until like probably rank six the the way their matchmaking system works can just put you against anyone at that early stage i'm guessing that the party need the most help with is team composition i understand the basics of pvp the typings what's strong against what what is weak against others etc which pokemon are considered meta baiting shields timing or counting fast moves etc but with the team composition i probably need some massive improvement 
I'm the type of trainer who doesn't want to just stick with the meta throughout an entire season and try to roll with the rankings. I like to try new things and create teams that would be considered spicy, but still good mons. I use PP Poke frequently, which is a nice tool, but I feel like it only does so well before you just try some teams out and see how they do. For example, this past weekend, I tried a team of Tentacruel, Diggersby, and Obstagoon. It looked like a fun team, even though I knew there would be a few holes in it, so I tried it out. It was okay. Up until one time, I got hard-countered two matches in a row, where I didn't even take out one of their Pokemon. Usually when I get to a point like that, I think, okay, this team is awful, and I need to do a completely different team. I will usually try to go through an entire set with the same team, just so I can see how it can work, but sometimes if battling goes so poorly like that, I will switch things up right away. To sum up and not ramble on any longer, I'm looking for advice on team composition. PV Boke, as I've said before, is something that I check on often, but if you've got other tips or suggestions on how to do better with this, I would appreciate it a lot. I know PvP is far from perfect, it can be very buggy and glitchy, and it can be very unbalanced, but I still enjoy battling and I want to improve and still have fun with it while also feeling like I can experiment with spicy picks and not do the same meta Pokemon every single time. It'd be fun for a time, but then it just gets old rather quickly. Also, do you pick a Pokemon that you want to battle with and then form your team around that one? That's kind of the strategy that I've heard and used when I did VGC a while ago. So I wonder if that can still transfer over to Go Battling. How do you figure out your team compositions? Do you think it's better to stick it out with a team for a set or more, even if the battles don't go well in the hopes of being comfortable with your team and that eventually some matches will be more favorable? I would prefer to create teams that are safe and well-balanced, so I don't know if that's a possibility with my desire to have spicy picks and not-so-meta-relevant Pokemon. I watch some PvP battlers on YouTube, and some of them are very enjoyable to watch when they take an obscure Pokemon and make it good. I'd like to get to that point, but I'm not sure if I've got the skill to handle that yet. Thanks for taking the time to answer my questions, and sorry for the long email. Thanks again for all your work and help. Keep it up. Andy. Yeah, thank you, Andy. That is a lot to think about. DeFi, how how are you with your team building skills? How do you feel? You Where do you feel you're at? I am definitely not as skilled when it comes to team building. I definitely seek out a lot of advice uh, and look at what other trainers are doing. So I might watch some YouTube videos. I might watch some Twitch streams and see what battlers are doing and see if I can change or tweak the teams that to work for me. Mm. But I'm definitely not the person who can just decide oh i'm gonna run these three pokemon today and have it just make sense off the top of my head yeah and i feel pretty similar to that team team building is actually like there are some very basic team building things you can do at a very low level but then like once you get that sorted advanced team building is actually a very very high level skill so we give the advice like at the early stages we give the advice that you need to pick Pokemon that complement each other uh, primarily with their typing. So the biggest example being Swampert and Skarmory, where Swampert, um, its only weakness is Grass, where Skarmory double resists Grass, and vice versa, Skarmory is weak to Fire and Electric, where Swampert will resist both of those. It can also take out like the, the Steel-type Pokemon that would wall Skarmory. So... When you're just getting started, that is a, a great way to think about your team. But that is actually a very entry-level way to look at it because it relies on aligning your Pokemon against its intended targets. So if you can't 
keep that Swampert matched up against the Galarian Stunfisk or the Skarmory matched up against the Venusaur. If you get them accidentally swapped the wrong way around, then you're in a lot of trouble. So what we look at next is to find Pokemon that have play against the things that normally counter them. And I'll give you some examples. Trevenant can beat Talonflame in the One Shields by baiting and Shadow Balling. So if you build up to a Shadow Ball, throw the Seed Bomb, and they think it's a Shadow Ball, so they shield, then you get to the next Shadow Ball in time to KO them with that. Another example is Shadow Venusaur can beat Redisteel in the One Shields, even though those Frenzy Plants are resisted by the Steel type. Sableye can beat Alolan Ninetales if it lands a return, spends one shield on the incoming Weather Ball, and then just farms down with Shadow Claws. And there are a whole bunch of these out there. So you can find some of these by, I mean, you, you said you play around on PB Poke, Andy, that's great. Play around and just look for stuff that can achieve those things. Then you can include that in your team to really bolster your team building skills. Having said that, can't lose sight of that, uh, you know, complementing each other with typing rule. You can't um, just pick three Pokemon that have play against specific counters and then forget about, uh, you know, all three of these Pokemon are weak to fighting type, for example. I just want to throw in a quick point that at the end of the email, you talked about, do you think it's better to stick it with a team for a set or more, even if the battles don't go well? I definitely think it is worth it to build a team doesn't have to necessarily be straight meta can be kind of a spicier team but to stick with it for like two days two three Mm -hmm. days stick with it for a while and really get to know it if you think it's a good team if you play it and then realize oh every single one of these pokemon is weak to fighting for example then maybe not (laughs) but if you play it and maybe the matchups are just really close or maybe you just get unlucky and get really hard countered play it out. Try it again. That's kind of the best success I've ever had is when I played the same team over and over and over and I just got to know it really, really well. Yeah. And the way GBL is structured means like even the best battlers in the world, they don't do that much better than like 50, 55% wins. Um, So getting hard counted two times in a row, like that, that's nothing to worry about. That'll happen no matter like if you if you've managed to find the mathematically best team in Pokemon Go, you would still get hard counted every now and then, like a lot. So, um, like the the team you were talking about, I actually quite liked. Like, I think that's a, a reasonable team. It has a little bit of trouble with like Metacham and Swampert, but like I I would stick with that for a little longer and see if I can work out how to play it. So ba- basically, what you would do is take a look at every lead you could come up against. And so say if you encounter an Obstagoon lead, then you have to experiment with, okay, so what if I build to this move and throw, or what if I swap out immediately, or what if I build up this much and then switch out and just playing around with those different ways of playing it until you find something that does get the job done. I was going to say like that you should like really like go in planning mode like okay if i see this type of lead then i'm going to safe swap here if i see this type of lead i'm going to stay in so you can go in with some planning and then experimenting from there and i might also just take this opportunity to sneakily throw in a plug for the pallet sound pvp youtube channel that's right we're not just a 
Discord community and Twitch channel. We also do make like recorded PvP YouTube videos as well. I had a reasonably popular one showcasing a Typhlosion lead in Great League. So you can check that out as well. Pallet Town PvP on YouTube. And with that, thank you again, Andy, for the email. Now we have some we have some business to take care of, Fish. We <laughs> we started something pretty big. All right, so we have our buddy naming competition. We launched this last week, and uh, DeFi, when I brought this competition up and the, the idea behind it, I originally said we should make it two weeks because I was expecting kind of not that much interaction in the first week, and then once we kind of read out some, some entries and kind of pumped it a little bit more, then we'd get a lot more in the second week before we ended the competition. DeFi, I was... So wrong. We have been bombarded with so many amazing entries. It has been so good to see. It has. I have been laughing. Fish and I were going through some of them before the show, and I was just laughing out loud at some of these fantastic entries. I have to start with probably my favorite one because (laughs) I appreciate the reference. So Fish and I are going to read some of these out now, and I have to start with the one that made me the most excited. Uh, Texas Birder, or Lone Star Birder on Twitter, named a Landorus... Lander Snorris, like Lan, like, and nobody knows the reference but me. He's um, a Lando Norris is a British Formula One racer who races for McLaren. So when I saw a Lando Norris reference, I laughed so hard, and Fish had no idea, and it just made me happy. I like Arta the oldie sent in a Zekrom that he nicknamed Zach Zekrom which is a little bit of a tongue twister, but it is fantastic. And we've got 007 Genius who sent in Vanillite Ice. Dan from the UK sent in Lux Ray Leota, which is pretty clever. Mm. Uh, we also have a bunch from Discord. SS Gamer Girl submitted a couple. Starly Simon. And another one of my favorites, Stantler Tucci. Just makes me smile. <laughs> Tucci Gang. Tucci Gang, if anybody knows it. Kelvin McRae sent in Kim Karzacian. Nate Dog673 sent in Megan Thieco Balian. Frilly Eilish and Jay Lopunny DeFi catering to I love that the one. hosts. That's a very clever. I love that. Yes. Megan the Cobalian also makes me very happy, though. All of them are good. Frilly Eilish, they're all good. <laughs> they're all perfect references just for, I think, my age group. So Nate Dog, very good at catering to catering to the judges. <laughs> Dark Angel sent in Porygon JZ. I thought that was really clever. Olivia Munner from Jack Grayson. Uh, T Hub sent in Pig Knight Shyamalan and Rotom Holland. Giraffachu sent in Anaretha Franklin and Anarith and Octillery Duff. Just the Average Joe sent in an unknown L and named their unknown L L Ron Hubbard. Fantastic. That's fantastic. So good. And Greninja Muffin actually submitted via the Pallet Town PvP Discord server and has a Rotom named Rotom Hanks. It's all it's all excellent. Yeah, it's these, all these so are, good. Yeah, like these are definitely not our like our picks of the best so far. This is just we stuck our hand into the barrel and picked some out 
at random. So we will have to sort through these, sort through this massive haystack of entries. And you've still got another week to do it. You can enter on the Twitter account using the hashtag GoCast naming contest. You can also send it in on the GoCast Discord server or. You can send it to us in email, pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com, or hit me up on the Palatown PvP Discord server. And with that, we have time now for our shameless plugs. I don't have anything new. I haven't been streaming for a couple weeks. I've been getting ready for uh, just getting ready with the new school year and getting ready for Baltimore this weekend. So again, we mentioned it earlier, but it's the official Pokemon Go Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Pokemon Go. It's also on the official Pokemon YouTube channel. There'll be a stream for TCG, the trading card game, and also a stream for Pokemon Go. So be sure to go watch and support that. I am really excited. For myself and Palatown, so uh, we have had in the past, I've gotten on Lyle Jeffs the Third to help me break down sylph metas in the past so what we've now decided to do is uh, do it for gbl so every tuesday night now lyle jeffs and i will be going through the upcoming gbl custom meta and just taking a look at as many pokemon as we can in our a lot of time breaking down like what the meta looks like doing some practice battles so you can see what some teams look like put together i think it is going to be super super helpful to anyone uh wanting to learn how to team build for their custom metas so that'll be every tuesday night and also i want to give a shout out to some people who have made achievements in the pallet town community uncle beastard hit ace earlier than usual so go beastard alien aura got her gold mega badge Motters reached 8,000 battles and also hit Ace earlier than what he normally does. So some people have been busy, DeFi. Yeah, it's just happy. I'm happy to see people doing really well. I'm happy to see people celebrating achievements, both big and small. In closing, we love hearing your input. If you have any questions or suggestions for myself or DeFi, you can direct them to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. In the show description, you can click on more fish or more DeFi, and that will take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much, Fish and DeFi-E, for another wonderful, beautiful, spectacular, marvelous PvP corner segment. But I got to tell you, we got Mitch in our segment. So what What's are you going to do? What am I going to be on PvP corner? <laughs> oh, maybe. Want me on PvP corner? What's up? Maybe. I know nothing. Hey, have you asked? <laughs> no. No, oh, I should. <laughs> start there. <laughs> Cool, cool. All right. Well, uh, we're doing something here, though, in this back half of the show or back part of the show. I can't remember what it is. It's on the tip of my tongue. What is it? It's time for emails. Oh, yeah. Oh, and no voicemails this week. Let's go. Uh, first one here is from Starman, who uh, he's 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 waiting in the sky and he writes, hello, Chris and Kyle. I am shocked, appalled, flabbergasted, offended, and, and otherwise gobsmacked by the lack of love for my main line, Sogaleo. <laughs> I am, uh, Sogaleo is great. I huh? thought you two were men of culture. I see that I was sorely mistaken. Seriously, though, I cannot wait for the emissary 
of the sun to grace Pokemon Go. I'm also stoked that with the addition of the daily in-person raid pass, as that's the majority of the way I raid at work. Best, Starman32524. P.S. My wife absolutely loved the pebble and the penguin. She made me well, She made me watch it with her during the pandemic. Five out of ten. Sadly, it does not hold up. <laughs> so what I'm curious is if it doesn't hold up as like subst- like substance wise of a movie. Like, is it just a bad film or or like a lot of things from that era? Does it suffer from being a product of its time? Because a lot of that stuff is just not you, you can't watch it anymore. You just you can't. Um, or if you do, you have to remember, you know, in mind that you're choosing to, and it's from a different period of time. You know, it, I, it, I, man, I kind of want to rewatch it now. And, it does and have a 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb. So. Oh, maybe that's, maybe that's what they meant. <laughs> <laughs> IMDb's never wrong. Either. IMDb. I mean, I mean, it's just a general, yeah. general, like, the ratings are never litmus wrong. test. Not that it's accurate. It's just like, well, you guys are both wrong about Sogaleo. So. We didn't say. No, oh, no, no. We're, oh, we're not bashing <laughs> Sogaleo, but Sogaleo has to complete compete with Lunala. Oh, and Lunala yeah. is just you better. Mean, like, Lunala I'm biased, good. but still. Utility-wise. Okay, if, if Lunala is a 10 out of 10, Sogaleo for me is like an 8.5. Yeah, that's They're that's that's pretty amazing. fair. That's pretty fair. That said, Sogaleo should not have been psychic type. So that actually kind of brings it down just huh. a little bit. Yeah. It's not its fault, but it's still its fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fire typing is kind of a hang up for me too, personally. <laughs> Steel and fire would be so cool. It, yeah, it would be better. cool. Much We've had that before though. It was Heatran, mm-hmm. who cares? <laughs> yeah, but like it's okay. We can do stuff twice. Can we? Yeah, especially know. if the new legendaries are going to be like psychic uh, again, a dragon again. Come on. Oh, true. Whatever what? they could be fire dragon. We already had. So like they'd have to do something silly. You know what we could really use is uh, and I haven't seen this in a while, but um, like an early route, normal flying Pokemon with three evolutions. Yeah, that's what we need more of. Dude, I actually love the birds. <laughs> No, I do too. This was supposed to be a joke, Mitch. You're not supposed to lean into it. <laughs> I mean, well, we I, I was thinking more like a two-stage bird. <laughs> I don't been, like it when the, the birds are two stages. It's been a while since we had one Pidove of those. and unpheasant for that reason. Oh, but what about uh Talo? Talo oh, is literally in Talo. the Pokemon because they or is in Pokemon because they just needed a bird. No yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> it, that's why most of the Gen 3 stuff was because they thought while they were mm-hmm. designing Gen 3 that they were going to scrap Gen 1 and 2 completely. Mm-hmm. And then they finally realized that, oh, wait, no, we actually have to keep that in because we don't have yes. enough designs. And so that's one why watch that one video. of the developers yeah. subscribes to those daily vocab words. And one of them early on was nostalgia. And they're like, oh, important <laughs> stuff. We could market oh, yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. No, but d- to be fair, Swallow is cool, but it makes me uncomfortable that it looks like it's flying at a million miles an hour while standing still. He's so fast. So fast, he's not even moving. He's moving <laughs> at the same frame rate as our eyes. He's just going around the earth. Fast. <laughs> That's right. Thank you very much for the email, Starman. The next email is from Greninja Muffin. They said, hello, Chris and Kyle. I'm not sure if you've seen the clip of Ice Cube. I'm Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> 
where he says positive slash funny things with his signature sneer slash negative tone of voice. And I was wondering if Chris could do the opposite, saying negative things in a cheerful tone. Basically, Chris just talking normally. <laughs> Kyle, I trust you can come up with something for him to say. <laughs> Regards, Greenwich Muffin. P.S. Will we ever see Kyle do a coaching stream with Fish, DeFi, slash BTW? Maybe he'd have more dust if he did. Well, first I can answer that last one. I did do a sort of coaching, but mostly just having fun while PvPing stream with Fish. Like, good Lord, it was probably 18 months ago now. But was. that was a fun time. I am definitely not opposed to it, but the timing is is very difficult for me, unfortunately, especially with them. You pulled it off with Fish, though, of all people. Yeah, that's because Fish was available Australia. right after I got off of work one day. Oh, you know what? Actually, I guess uniquely that would be better. Hmm. I only worked until six that one day or something. And I'm like, yo, let's go. Seven o'clock now. Perfect. perfect. And he's like, it's 1030. I already started streaming. <laughs> Move over. <laughs> I'm pull, I'm, I'll bring my own chair. It'll be fine. Oh, no. Chris, you got to say something negative in a cheerful tone. I feel Give like me something you, negative to say. You got something, something negative. Uh, ready to go? I mean, Celestila is just trash. Celestila is just trash. <laughs> See, the thing is, is that the last like, two, two episodes, this episode and last episode, I've actually had negative things to say for the first time in a long time, and I don't know how to do it either. So, <laughs> gosh. But thank you very much. Uh, Greninja Muffin for the email. I appreciate it. This last one is from somebody who signed it as Giratine. Oh, just want to say I caught a Hundo Buzzwall and a Hundo Zergatry. My heart. Oh, man. Here's my goals for Rock and Roll Community Day five shinies, 500 candy, 75 XL candy. Seeing a shiny Rock and Roll, a Boldor, and Gigalith on my phone screen for the very first time. And sorry for the yeah. long email. Shiny vibes all. Yo, oh, I forgot about my catchphrase. Almost. There's the sign off. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm so jealous of those hundos. They're both really good. <laughs> Me too. I'm over here with my stinking Nihilego. <laughs> Nihilego. I'll trade you. I'll trade. No, actually, that would we ruin can't. it for both of us. But if I could. <laughs> uh, hey, Mitch, do you have any hundo Ultra Beasts yet? Uh, oh, good question. Uh, definitely not. I have like 98s of the. I, I have a 98 Buzzwool and Nihiligo, who's. I'm going to max them both because Nihiligo is a good poison type. Yeah, it got poison jab in the last move oh, update. Yo. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's even yeah, better. Yeah. Yep. Great. We got to revisit Nihiligo in, uh, in Gear Up, Kyle. Gotta let me know how, how good he is. Uh, I'll, I'll go take a look for next week. <laughs> All right. That's a no. That is Appreciate a no. That. It's probably not. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for the emails, everybody. If you, dear listener, would like to send us an email as well, you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also call and leave a voicemail to 262-586-7717. Uh, friendly reminder again that it does cut you off. I think three minutes is the is the length, I believe. Not entirely sure, but we've had a couple people encounter it. And I don't want you all to get frustrated. So know ahead of time. You can also visit our website for all things GoCast Podcast. That's gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, not our only, but might as well be our only social media account at GoCast Podcast. You can also help support the show monetarily via Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCast Podcast. And special shout outs to our elite trainer tier patrons. Mitch, you want to give it a want to give it a whirl? It's different oh, this thank time. Thank you. I didn't even I wanted to do it, but I was just gonna let you do it, but I'll do it. Uh-uh. 
You got it. You got it. We put you through the ringer every single time. Oh, hold on. Let me take another breath. Okay. <gasps> Bo, Daniel, Andrew, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin, and Mimi, Swartz, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Monters, Lee, William, Brandon, Ethan, and Steven. I, my vision is blurring and I'm going to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say sports and slash or Hisui and Ryan. I should have just said Ryan. Yeah, you, yeah. you should have. You could have. Right. Yeah. It's hard to say that. Well, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much to our elite trainer, to your patrons for helping us keep the digital lights on as you do every week. All right. And then the last thing is if you would like to help support us and monetary means you're just not something that you can do, but you'd still like to, you can leave us a review on any podcatcher that has review infrastructure, such as Spotify on the mobile app or uh, Apple podcasts. You know, the ones. It helps us out immensely and it takes like about a minute of your time. Uh, so thanks very much in advance. Okay. Last thing we got to do here is set some goals and we're going to have Mitch set some goals as well, because that's tradition. Yeah. That's what we do here. So which one of the two of you would like to go first? Because it sure isn't going to be me this week. <laughs> I can do mine. I'll go first. Mine are, oh, no, no, no. Kyle, Kyle, please. Uh, I'll go first. Cause mine are going to be fun. Okay. Uh, I need to get a Celesteela. I have to make sure that's an, that's an easy just goal because I haven't done a raid yet. I've only done like two Cartana even. 15 shiny rock and roller, a million experience, and get my Dex entry for Clefkey. <laughs> really? I've got a friend coming back from France this week. Oh, they don't play Pokemon Go, but they did for me this week. You're serious? Yeah, they got a. They sent, so nice. a, they sent a picture. I like. I harassed them a lot last week. I was like, "You got to do. You don't understand. I need you to do this." And then they sent me a picture earlier today saying, "I got it." And oh also gosh. now I also hate this Pokemon for making me run around everywhere trying to find <laughs> it. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm about to say for a Pokemon you really despise, you're putting an awful lot of effort into getting one. I I, I need to have joke. it so I have the deck, so then I don't ever have to worry about it again. True. True. Okay, fair. You could maybe have I'll best buddy it just for you. Got to do it for the meme, for the memes. Absolutely. Okay, my goals are humble because I will be camping at White Sands or returning from White Sands. So I want three shiny Boldor. I want two ninety six XLs. I know those aren't congruous, but I need I need those XLs because I, I got to get one to level fifty at least, and <laughs> Mega Aggron. Just have Wait, it in the deck. How many XL do you have right now? Oh, uh, probably more than I think. I don't know. Because 296 is, is a pretty lofty goal, actually, can, uh, depending on where you're starting from. I do it every time. So I, I mean, I know that, but you're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to set a, a oh. <laughs> easy goal. Uh, I, have have more, I have 205, so I'm good. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> a, that's an easy goal right there. Look at that. That's nice softball. Bad. Yeah, 600 XLs are bust. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> sure. Uh huh. Okay. okay. For myself, I've got a whole list, a big list of things. So I want to catch 25 shinies, uh, rock and roller or whatever. I mean, obviously it'll be predominantly rock and roller if <laughs> if things go as they should. Uh, one hundo. Now that's something new that I never ever set a goal for because it rarely happens for me on community days, except for Gibble for some reason. Um, but I, I would like to set the goal of it to just be, have it be top of mind. Cause maybe that'll give me some luck of some kind. Let's see. 25 kilometers walked a hundred eggs hatched should be kind of doable. 
with the quarter hatch distance for calm day God. two million experience because i have to make up for this stuff i didn't do last week and we're gonna have an event and i'm at a thing about 67 right now but i want to get to 100 gbl wins this season on the timed research for the wins for the stardust i haven't claimed any of them yet i'm so <laughs> looking forward to to the star piece and just <laughs> on that list it's gonna be great very excited um and that's it so thanks so much for listening everybody all the way through what a fun episode mitch thanks so much for joining us we we love having you on thank you oh my gosh it's been my pleasure it's been it's been too long but we are we're three very busy people <laughs> that's very true that's very true uh so until next time we'll see y'all and shiny vibes right right mitch shiny vibes Shiny vibes all, baby. That's right. And have fun on Rock and Roller Community Day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.